Back once again. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Long, long, long hiatus of a week. Yeah. Um, I am one of your yeah, hosts. Yeah, we never record these back to back. I am one of your hosts, Damien. With me, as always, is my co-host. It's me, Bam. Hi, Bam. What's up? Um, I'm drinking gin and you know my favorite beverage in the world, La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. La Yeah. These terrible Canadian people. I can't believe they put this on us. That sound effect you just heard came came from. Is it Canadian? I mean, the friend. It's a French. It name. sounds Canadian. So I would imagine Canadian. Bad sounds Canadian. That Lapla came from our guest again, back again. Stephen, how you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm you, good. You look much. Yeah, I'm I'm so comfortable, comfortable right now. Yeah. yeah. This is the cleanest he's ever sounded on the mic, and it's because he's, he's nice and snug. He's nice and snug, and the mic is right up to his head, and he does not want to move his head. Yeah. I am not moving my head. No, I'm going to be talking You're straight into the mic. Yeah. You, you look okay. very. You, you <laughs> sound better than either of us do at the moment. <laughs> so I think you should host this whole thing for this movie you haven't fully seen. Um, that movie that we're talking about, we're talking about the movie Enemy Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. I'm taking over this podcast. <laughs> All right, you got 20 minutes, go. <laughs> no, go ahead, do it. Oh, no. Don't yeah, I thought, <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, anyway, mine, it's a part of Bam and I's Weird Off. Um, <laughs> where oh, October off. Yeah. We, we, we chose uh, two films that we, I think I'm going to put Psycho Gorman out first. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Psycho Gorman last week. And this week we're talking about my pick, which was Anime Mine. And um, whereas... Psycho Gorman was a random assortment of hilarity. Right. Completely like self-referential. Yeah, gags upon gags. Gags upon gags. Enemy Mine is the most sincere fucking Very, very sincere. (laughs) Um it is the late 21st century. And as they put it, humanity, we figured our shit out. Yeah. All uh, races and all countries, races and countries, countries came together. We're no just more like, war. Yeah, we're having a good time. Everybody's but fine. There's but no black people in this movie. Though. There's no black people there's in no this black movie. There's no black people in this movie. Well, there's unless one you black mean guy. metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, all of humanity just like, hey, we did it. We're good. We we are one federation. Right. And judging by the events of at this point, the last week, yeah, I would say we're not on a good trajectory to right. meet that goal because we not, we not. are at a quarter Damn, you don't think we're gonna get to the dune universe in no, ten thousand years when we're space traversing and i don't think cool so there? i don't think so because um, we because this movie takes place in the late 21st century we are a quarter way into that 21st century yeah. and uh, shit ain't looking good right we are not getting along no, it, we got think, two wars going on right don't, at the moment. It, don't you think if like some sort of like disease came about that like threatened all of humanity that like we would band together and and we would be a united and become like a united you mean like ozymandias his his whole alien plan yeah yeah, his whole alien plan yeah that worked out great yeah it did for like a week right we were all singing kumbaya right gal gadot was singing imagine yeah but we got robert redford elected so like everything's (laughs) great 
That, that's a plot to watch and read to get Robert Redford to be Pre- Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And to, to Redfordations, that's what they called it. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Watchmen, What's up? Uh, one of the actors in that show, uh, the 2019 revival of Watchmen, or a sequel mm-hmm. to Watchmen, Damon Lindelof. Uh, was uh, Louis Gossett Jr. was yeah. in that show, yeah. as mm-hmm. uh, Stephen reminded me. And he, he of An Officer and a Gentleman. Well. Officer and a Gentleman. Uh, uh, in this movie, uh, Enemy Mine, he plays an alien little man. An alien boy. little alien man, yeah. yeah. Um, a, a, a drac, a drac, yeah. yeah. Um, so this this movie it takes place as I said in the future. Humanity figured it shit out, and humanity. Hey man, stop, stop jumping the. This is a eighties uh, fucking. <laughs> this is the most eighties movie you have ever placed upon this podcast. <laughs> like, okay, so I'll, I'll say things like Gormer movie. I say it again. Yeah. Back in like January, February of this year, mm-hmm. me and Damon decided upon like what is our October movies, and we're right. like, instead of going scary, let's just go weird, mm-hmm. and we're like, great, cool. So I'm going to pick a movie you've never seen and you're going to pick a movie I've never seen and we're going to challenge each other to a weird off. And we did. Can I Can I just... Because you said that last episode and yeah. I want to add in a little bit more of the backstory was it was it was very much a... a it's just James Cameron's fault. I said I wanted to Nothing do... Nothing is James Cameron's fault. How dare you, how I, you I said I wanted to do a, a movie or a, an episode on Aliens. Yeah. And what I meant was... I want to do a whole episode just talking about the use of aliens in horror and stuff. Oh, right? that is that's like a six-hour episode. Well, so it was <laughs> it was going to be one of those like big. Let's just look at the genre of alien invasion or whatever. Okay. You took it as I want to do James Cameron's an aliens. episode on the James, James Cameron's Cameron. aliens. Yes. And then that turned into us discussing, like, I, I kept saying, I want to do alien movies. He's just like, oh, do you want to do, like, one alien movie? And mm-hmm. then I do it. And then it turned into the weird conversation right. from that point. Right. And then that became, I and chose... It circled right back around right. to no alien yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. So, so you chose Psycho Gorman, which yeah. we covered last week. And right. I chose this movie. Right. Yeah. This movie, um, for our listeners, I assume no one has heard of this. Enemy Mine. Yeah. yeah. Enemy Mine. 1985. M-I-N-E. Uh, this is what I would call just a leftover Star Trek script mm-hmm. that somebody picked up and went, hmm, people like them, they're alien movies that are Bam, how dare metaphors. you? This won a Hugo Award. What yeah. are you talking about? The, the short story? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it did. Uh, I'm sure it did. But it, like, it, like we don't make these earnest-ass alien Met- metaphor movies anymore. That's, yeah. that's what I, that's the last thing. So it, it's based on a novella of the same name by Barry B. Longyear. Yeah. Um, but a sweet name, bro. But <laughs> it it very much does feel like this is Star Trek. This is this is a, a th- it was like a third way into the movie. I was thinking, yeah, this feels like very Star Trek. Yeah. It's it's third. Pe- like ten minutes, as soon as they crash landed and they linked up, I'm just well, like, I mean, oh, the, look, the, it's the, a Star Trek. The Star premise Trek. of humanity forming this space federation to then explore the stars mm-hmm. is literally the plot of star trek um no, th- 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 use the words right they're like anyway we went to space and we decided to get to colonize yeah they yeah. did they, really did. <laughs> they got some colonizing done boy. yeah so i mean as soon as we're just like all right so we've we've solved all the problems on earth we have found a way for all races of all regions to unite mm-hmm. now and let's you know unite and take over some other motherfuckers. Yeah. Ah, let's do it. Right, let's baby. do it. Hit the classics. Yeah. Um, and it just turns out there is another alien race out there that has a similar idea of exploring the stars and taking sovereignty. And there's a very there's a point in the movie where um, Dennis Quaid's character, who is the human that we follow the most, mm-hmm. his name is Will Davidge. Davidge. Uh, and he's just like, 
We legally annexed this part of space. And I'm like, what, sure the fuck? what the fuck? What are you talking about? Sure did, you legally annexed it. Sure did. Who, who, who gave you that authority? Uh, Earth. To this <laughs> other alien species. Um, but and he crashed. Mm, Jerry ahead. says, oh, but we were here like a thousand, a thousand, thousand years, years before, before you were. Topical. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but you mentioned him. So that's Jerry, who is the the alien enemy the in, the, in the first part of the film. And it's... No. Um, doesn't the title refer to they're both enemy and yeah yeah they yeah. are both enemies yeah. yeah so they're enemies to each other um but you you do get introduced with uh Dennis Quaid's character as the the protagonist right. so he's who you're following and and as is want for a lot of sci-fi movies in the 80s and and prior it's like once you saw a human that was your guy right. you were you mm-hmm. were on team yeah, human yeah, no matter yeah. what this this is doing my favorite thing that like it's been on before, but Star Trek really did just perfect it, mm-hmm. which is a sci-fi writer wants to tackle a topic, mm-hmm. such as a social race-based topic, so and so, right? Yeah. Now they can't outright say this is about black people, right? Because that would turn off the average viewer. Like, ugh, I don't want to talk about any social thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they take a black person and they go, let's apply all the things we're doing to black people mm-hmm. to an alien race. Yep. All of a sudden, it is now very pal- palatable mm, yeah. to like everybody. Yeah. And you just do the same things you're going to do, but you just apply it in your weird little alien way, yeah. right? And like, so much of sci-fi was this so for such a long time. An example would be Planet of the Apes exactly. is very much an allegory for uh, oppression of black people and slavery. Yeah. Um, but what if they did it to white people? Exactly. <laughs> just, let's, let's just turn it on its head a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this this movie does that. Isn't it weird that Andy Serkis... Let's, let's get into Andy Serkis' career <laughs> for a bit. Isn't it weird that Andy Serkis has played King Kong uh-huh. and um, Caesar? Yeah. Two very much black coded characters, mm-hmm. black allegory characters, and that's like two of his most famous roles. Like, I, is Gollum what? What is the racism shit with Gollum? Like, like he's playing a lot of. Like, I mean, Gollum is just black on black crime because Gollum was trying to snatch that gold from guess, the other Hobbit, and he drowned him in the river. Right, what is so. his birthday, bro? You gotta turn up his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> You Yo, can do one murder anyway. I'm, 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 it's my birthday. I got to wear the, the, the fresh gold. Yeah, like, yeah. that's just it. Yeah, that's how we do it in I'm Hobbiton. on a fishing trip. I'm drunk. I'm a camel yeah. girl. Yeah. I'll do you one better for that Andy Circus analysis. Um, Toby Kebbell, right? Yes. He was... He Doctor Doom from Fan... Doctor from Doom from Fantastic, yes. His claim to fame. Yes. Um, he played Kong in Kong Skull Island. Okay. Right? He's also oh, he, in co- Kong... He's also Kobo in... Um, he's also Koba... Cool in Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So, you know, stop motion dudes right, who play right. apes, right, they're, right. they're gonna be they're gonna be in those those roles. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Um he's also in Kong Skull Island, Toby Kebbell. He gets yeah, killed yeah. by like a spider thing. Yeah. yeah. Well everybody gets killed in that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nihilistic movie. Yeah. Um back to Enemy Mine. Mm-hmm. Um Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. plays one of our fucking finest. <laughs> one of our finest. He plays uh Jeriba Shigan. Yes. Also called Jerry. Throughout the movie, yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid or Davidge. This, this is your typical like American, or he's like, I ain't gonna learn your fucking nonsense language, yeah. bro. I'm gonna call you the first thing I can find. So he says his name is like Jerrica, and he's just like, all right, Jerry. Let's call it Jerry. Yeah, bro. that's that. That's he is a MAGA hat, yeah. like bear toting just a good old boy. Yeah, yeah that kind of guy. He, yeah. yeah, so that and that that's how he's introduced in the movie, and he's he's like. 
describing the alien race that yeah. they're at war with. No one has the Drax. It's fucking creatures, man. He Can calls them. What do you call them? Can't believe it. They're different from us. Frogheads or <laughs> something. Toad, like toad face. Toad face. Yeah. Toad faces. Um, which they don't know what a toad is, but from the context, he's just like of all of the the people who are in the space federation for humans he's just like he hates them the most right and he no, he's a good soldier in that you're like your job is to go kill these bros and he's like great love yeah, yeah they are different from me mm-hmm. i will put my gun to their Don't faces care for that. Yeah. right so they crash land on this mutually alien planet right neither of them knows what the fuck is going on exactly um f- starts out where they're just like in each other's face because they're at war right eventually they're, they're, his ship crashes over here his yeah. ship crashes over there they meet he spots his ship yeah and, and then yeah. there's there because of the perils of this planet right. they, they have, have to, to work, work together other, right yeah. because there's shit's like this is this is one of them uh, mini meteor planets yeah where every like couple of days there's just a bag of me- a little meteor shower falls and right destroys everything. and there's there's not only that but there's just like an ecosystem of things that want to kill yeah, you yeah, it's yeah. like Pandora it's like from, Pandora from, from, from um, Avatar right, and right, he's just like every living thing wants to eat you wants to eat you yeah. um, so and it's got like harsh temperatures like right. it will just get really cold right. the sea there's not really seasons that they can predict they can't really grow things yeah man this is much like um m night Shyamalan, Shyamalan's after earth where everything has evolved to kill humans yeah the humans have not been on the planet yeah I, I ain't watched that because the trailer looked dumb oh well, you shouldn't yeah. <laughs> that's the one with the smiths yeah that's it that's it that is where will smith plays cypher rage a very good sci-fi name that oh, he came God. up with himself I tried and, watching that movie and yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. And then they're like, anyway, Will Smith is out after the first 20 minutes. This is now Jaden Smith's movie to carry. In it, him like... You're he, like, what's up? He's he's sitting and he's like giving him the... He's it. He's he's like sitting very comfortably in that chair. Yeah. He's giving Jaden a pep talk while right. Jaden tries to act. It's like it's like Jaden is the main character in the Jayden video game. The main yeah. and, and he's like the little voice that tells yeah, him what yeah, direction yeah. to yeah, go. Jaden is Solid he Snake. He to jump. J- yeah, Jason is Solid Snake and Will Smith is like Colonel Campbell going... Snake, you gotta go over the Pr- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but so so Jerry and and Will, um, they are enemies marooned on this planet. They They're have no way to get home. The enemy minds, and they get to know each other over the course of three, three years, three goddamn years, yeah. with uh, uh, an alien that you are sworn to destroy yeah. right on, on either you're, side you're, you're literally gang gang yeah gang up against you. and and in this three-year time period they do hold on i'm being distracted right um yeah so they're sworn like they the, all they've known their entire lives is shoot, shoot this person the other person the other being is bad yeah um I don't know how long the war was going on before but yeah so they, they're now like yeah, have, catch up in the middle of the having war. lived together for three years and in that three-year time period, you see them learn about each other's right. cultures, their backstories, their right. lives, their languages. This is what I, a movie I like to call Dennis Quaid Learns to Be a Space Muslim. Because <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, he teaches about his, his version of Allah, mm-hmm. basically. And he like he's like, he reads the story and it, like it's like... It says like, uh, was it do not do not do no harm unto others as you do. They do a variation of that. Yeah. And he's basically just like, I've heard these words before, like, but in my language. And he's just like, yes, of course, truth is truth. Truth is truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, it's it's like the that's the heart and soul of the movie is in that scene. Right. Where after they've had a lot of back and forth of you know growing pains to get to know each other. Right. Eventually, Dennis Quaid, uh, will he just says, teach me. 
about your your people, your yeah. lineage and all no, that. It, well, after like the first year or so, he's just like, you keep on reading that little book yeah. you got, like what's in the book? And he's just like, it's, it's like he has like a little mini Bible on like a keychain, right? And and he basically just like reads, recites the passages from it just to like, you know, calm his mind. And uh, yeah, so so there, there, is, there is a joke where like uh, Jerry's explaining who his God is, like who his prophet is. Yeah. And I forget the name that he gives him, but it's like Shish, Shishmar Shish, or something. Shishmar like or something. Yeah. And then jokingly, David says, yeah, and mine's Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So the whole time, yeah, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry generally thinks, thinks Mickey Mouse is like his god. <laughs> like this, back, this, back this being of ultimate reverence yes. that, that gives mankind its teachings and yes. everything. And there's a point where Dennis Quaid like basically says, yo, that, he, he denounces his god. Yeah, right? the, the, that god that you worship ain't shit. Right. Um, he says, and Mickey Mouse is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, then you can't help but laugh at that because, you know, right. he... he his yeah. two-year joke finally paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, hey. um, but I want to say, like, when I first watched this movie, it was. Yeah, I, please explain to me because. Yeah. Okay, Psycho Gorman came out in twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Recent. You were asking me where I got it. Mm. I just followed a bunch of like weird movie sites. Yeah. And then this this premiered at like Fantastic Fest. It was a festival. Darling. Festival, and they're just like, whoa, you got a fucking. One. And I saw like two images from it. I saw a little girl controlling like a massive alien demon creature, and I'm like, sure, that looks fun. Yeah. And then. So, and then me and Steven over here watch it. Very belligerently drunk. As all viewers should watch that movie. Mm -hmm. Now, how the fuck did you come about this? Okay. Because this movie, is this your dad's VHS that he no, has lying around? No, no, no. That's the only Because this movie is as mind. old as I am. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this one is a little old. It's 1985. It's not that old. But it was very much a stumbled upon it on cable one day how this was like i watch cable a lot no but <laughs> i've never heard this was this like on like sci-fi no like this was like or? it wasn't hbo it was probably like cinemax or something and it was in the middle of the day never heard of and it. i oh. remember seeing louis gossett jr's face right and 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 just seeing uh how um, through the makeup no sorry See, seeing jerry the character seeing his alien face okay and when i saw that i was like that's freaky. That's right. one of the freakiest things I've ever seen. Because you imagine, like, you look at that effect of the thing by his cheeks. Yes, as he puffs. How the fuck are they doing that? It's almost like the gills, but uh, you know, it, it, how are they doing that? I do not understand. They, yeah, they probably have like some. Is this some is something in his mouth that he's working? Because he talks, and when he it like flickers yeah. while he's talking, so he has to be operating. It really goes mouth. a long way to making it feel like a part of his organism, yeah. uh, as opposed to just a special effect. But like I saw it, and I was thinking, yo, that's freaky, and I I was frightened. I was a child. Yeah. I was probably it's like... It's a weird-looking creature, yeah. for sure. And, and I remember looking at it and being unable to pull myself away, because it was this freaky alien dude talking to Dennis Quaid, who... I hadn't seen in that many things, but right. credit to Dennis Quaid's face. Yeah, it's it's familiar. It is a familiar face. It is yeah. very much, this is, you know, I movie star. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, okay, what is this? And I watched it with a, he a of thing. He the parent trap himself, bro. It was after they had um, crash landed and everything. They had built the community. They had, you know, gotten into some tiffs with each other. Yeah. And little, I remember the turtle tent. I remember the turtle tent, the turtle shell tent to protect from the meteors. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the scene where he is um, 
he's hunting for one of those turtles because yeah. the turtle shells are like impenetrable and he's hunting for it from me at this point because they need food right. and he gets pretty fucking sick of that bone arrow well yeah he does um, but there's a point where there's a snake thing that comes out of a, a, mm-hmm. a sand pit it's like a, it's like it's like a tentacle eye for a bigger monster. Right, yeah, yeah. and it like it it wraps around his leg, chops and it's, his leg. It's pulling him down yeah. into the thing, and he's calling out for I the. I thought he was gonna lose his leg. Could he I lose thought a I, I was watching that too, and I was like, oh, he's gonna lose a leg. Yeah, and, and it was really dramatic, and I remember feeling like that. This is after I'd seen the freaky face, and then he comes to save him and pulls mm-hmm. him out of it, and then that's part of what helps their friendship to develop. Right, right. And that really hooked me into seeing right. all right. Much like how they hooked into his leg. Right, pr- pretty much. Yes. But it was frightening. Like this. Oh, yeah. This it's is a, a harrowing scene. This is very disturbing for me to watch at a young age. So yeah. it stuck with me all this time. And I remember not seeing the name of it. Right. Not ever hearing it mentioned ever again. Yeah. Eventually stumbling upon the internet and seeing the face of the alien. Right. And I wouldn't let it go at that point. And like, eventually, I have to find out what this is. I have to find out what it was called. Yeah. I couldn't remember Dennis Quaid's face. Right. I had seen Dennis Quaid in other things on this but point. But the alien face stuck with you. The alien face stuck sure, with me. Sure, sure, Dennis Quaid is just ordinary white man face. So I couldn't look up the alien face right, or right, right, Dennis Quaid's face. Right, right. Eventually I found the enemy in my entire and I was just like, from then as I never, never let this go, mm-hmm. we will have to watch this okay, movie that's fair. and then we started I'm, the I'm, podcast I'm, I'm, I'm glad you inflicted this yes yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did very much enjoy this movie I'm very yeah, glad no, you inflicted this, this strange thing upon me that's, that's yeah fair. but then I do want to say that after a certain point yeah um, it got a little bit weirder than I expected yeah the the, 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 the strange act 2 kind of yeah um, because after we get to the point where these are you know basically space bros and right. they're just surviving and, and right. you know figuring out how they can they do mention their differences at the big, they very much throw a this 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 joke. Yeah, I, they're just like, oh, and by the way, uh, the Drax—they are neither male nor female. female. Yeah. Anyway, back to destroying yeah. them. <laughs> um, but it turns out that uh, part way through the movie, so Dennis Quaid is chastising Jerry. Uh, I keep calling him Dennis Quaid, but Will is chastising Jerry for being fat and lazy. Mm-hmm. Turns out, uh, Jerry's just preggers. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. So, Damon, I want to talk about this. Please. Okay. So. Oh, wait, wait. I just want to say. I think you messaged me, and what you said was. Uh, what does he say exactly? This anime mind movie is going some fascinating places, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining Zoro talking about. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now, all throughout, these are just two kind of hunting, hanging out in this in this in their little tent. Yeah. You know, Jerry uh, presents as masculine the entire time. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's Louis Gossett Jr. Louis Gossett Jr. Can't really be any more masculine than that. Right. So now you know they're they're both like hunting, finding food, teaching each other of Earth culture, of Drac culture. Hanging out, becoming friends, everything is great, right? At a certain point, Jerry's just like, uh, 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 is just like, listen, I gotta fucking, like, our food supply is kind of running out yeah. here. Like, I really need to, like, go scavenge and find something. And I think I'm just gonna walk that way until I find something. He, and and Jerry's just like, ah, I don't really want to move. And he's just like, but you're gonna die out here. He's just like, yeah, I don't really want to, uh, okay. yeah, I, I don't really want to, like, like get around. He's just like, hmm. All right, but I'll come back for you. I promise. Yeah. He's like, Are you sure? He's like, yeah, I will. Okay. So off Davidge goes. He does find a little former base, human human settlement that was there. Yeah. But it's not much, and he's like, fuck. Oh well, I guess I gotta go back. Like this 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 mission was for naught. He travels back. Jerry's very holed up in 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 his in his thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and that's when well, oh, oh sorry, I I I jumped over something. So we find out. Uh, Jerry is now pregnant. Right. Right. Uh, this 
poor, we got poor Lewis Gossett Jr. playing the fuck out of the Vermaphrodite. God bless him. He's really he's really crushing it. Yes. Um. Now what I want to talk about is, um, before he the night before he leaves, before he goes like I need to scavenge. Another meteor show happens while they're like really far away mm-hmm. from the hut. They have to like run. They both get injured. This is when they have their their, their no. Well, it's right before that is when, as you said, where he's where like, they have the talk about they talk about religion about, and their right. their religions. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So so he truth is truth, and throughout the galaxy, right. this is just the truth. Right, of course, right, that's right. what you would have on Earth. He does his lovely like throat singing towards right. Earth, and then there's a meteor, a meteor shower. shower happens, right. right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they're both far away. They both start running. Eventually, they get into back to their 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 hut. Yeah, like they're both injured and they're both just like freaking out. And, yeah, and emotions are high, and he's just like, "We gotta get the fuck out of here, man!" And he's and then yeah, and then like the baggage from their the, two races, their the two years and comes up, comes back up, and yeah. they have like a fight. And all their friendship that you've seen all in the last hour goes away. They right. just at each other's throats, right? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Davidge eventually grabs him by the throat and starts choking him. Yeah. But then stops. Yeah. And there is like. A, as the meteor Release. shower stops, the that's when the, that's when the stops. choking stops. No, yeah. I don't know if you know anything about gay coding in films or art, mm. but that reads suspiciously to me. Yeah, like this is a gay coded sex scene, and mm-hmm. these bros are getting out their frustrations, mm. pent up frustrations, mm. right? No, the Norton after Davidge leaves, yeah, comes back presumably like whatever cycle month, whatever later, mm-hmm. and he found him pregnant. Yeah. It very much reads to me like oh, yeah. they had sex that night mm-hmm. because you know, Jerry says, I cannot control when it happens. Yeah, it, it just, just happens. It just happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it feels to me like there was a large emotional moment yeah. between the two of them. And then that's when yeah. like, that it happened. So you're saying that his triggered. body physiologically responded yes. Yes. to the catharsis of the strangling. Yes. yes. Or, or, or if that emotional moment that they right. had, which right. triggered the pregnancy. Right. Well, there because is a... there is Davidge on top of him. Yes. <laughs> there is him like... like Penetrating it in a certain way, right? And then there's the ending of the meter show to like yeah. signal the climax yeah. of it. And I was just like, "This is a gay ass movie." It is guy. very, it <laughs> is like a gay ass scene because there is, there is. It went from just like, yeah, you know, bro surviving on on like a forbidden island, right? But like after a while, I'm like, "Hey man, niggas get horny, yo!" Right. Like you know what it is? Prison rules. Prison rules, baby. Right. So I was just like, "Oh, this is." That's when I texted you, like a lot going on this yeah. movie, Damien. But there's, there's. So when Jerry, when when Will comes back and he hears that jerry is actually pregnant yeah by the way we've lost so many people at this point oh, on the I'm podcast sure. they're just like pregnant alien bros pregnant Click. alien bros this, yeah. this, is, this is a great title um but he he so jerry is uh he's telling him about the pregnancy and willie's just like hey don't look at me i, right. hey, bro. Hey, I ain't paying no alimony i pulled out that's what you're talking about <laughs> yeah yo the pull out method is strong, strong no matter right. what species yeah, you are right. yeah. um but yeah he's he he takes it on that that level of I had nothing to do with this don't include me but I do take your read of it like maybe that their bond is what triggered I I think it is yeah also Louis Gossett then becomes very motherly Mm -hmm. very feminine playing it like really like a pregnant woman who needs to lie down all the time like he all of a sudden starts being like kind of coded as as female all of a sudden yeah in like his his pregnancy well like there's he goes from like stern warrior to like oh i just need to lay down I'm starts having, making baby starts clothes making start making baby clothes yeah, there's yeah. there's also the, there's a point where um their hut the, the home that they built up gets destroyed and they have to trek through the snow yeah, it's okay, and, and he's uh will is just like 
come on, tell me about your, tell me about your culture, tell me about your your people, and trying to distract. It sounds a lot like like a husband trying to talk his wife through like right a birth. Yeah, and it it is interesting because like the movie doesn't um like give you specifically what uh um Jerry is. There's there's an unfortunate thing where the gender is referred to as it. Yeah. Which nowadays it would be a lot more derogatory right. for someone who doesn't really subscribe to uh, gender, right. roles, gender identities. I, I, I did use the term hermaphrodite, strictly in like the animal kingdom. Right, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. Because it, it is a, it, it's a, I don't want to say creature, because creature sounds very dehumanizing, right, right, right. but Jerry's species, they procreate uh, asexually, asexually right? Um, but it's interesting to then imbue within a, a, a species that reproduces that way characteristics of masculinity and mm-hmm. femininity mm-hmm. based on whatever is needed from that yep. being so like when jerry needs to be a warrior they distribute they they, they um, bring forward those attributes that are more masculine and um i guess aggressive mm-hmm. right because he has to hunt he has to right, protect right, himself right, and everything right, right. but then when it comes to having to give birth the demeanor <laughs> changes sudden, yeah. where they have to uh, but it is interesting because it's like the character didn't really change of no, Jerry. It was no. just like, this is what the situation required me to be. Yeah. And he calls him out, or, or or Jerry, they call out Dennis Quaid's character by saying, you humans separate each other mm-hmm. um, where you have the male and the female and uh, you don't you, you don't appreciate the, the whole. The whole. Spectrum, the whole. Spectrum, yeah. And that's that's deep man yeah. like there's there's some there's some complexity lock, lock in those characters yeah. yeah because uh unfortunately jerry doesn't survive that, that, that goes for like to like basic like 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 freudian psychology like yeah the, the, the feminine and the masculine like like accepting both of it that's yeah he's talking he's talking some, talking some shit and and it's but, but he's just like well from my racist point from my um species you know, species point of view yeah it's like oh no we just, we just don't like we, we just encompass yeah. all all things we don't Separated by biases the way you guys do. Exactly. This is like my favorite part of like sci-fi in general. Yeah. It's like you see like the overall allegory where it's talking about like um, race relations and so. Mm-hmm. But then when you add on something like an in, a like, very like interesting gender, gender politics, yeah. yeah, no, that well like an idea like a new uh, a unique idea at the yeah. time mm-hmm. that adds on to the plot and to like the overall themes of the of the of the yeah. work. Mm-hmm. So. That's where I was like, I I kind of appreciated that part of the movie myself. Yeah. yeah. Now I like, so I I was enjoying this just as like the little Star Trek romp it was, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, it's just you know you know putting aside your differences, learning learning my culture. But it wasn't is good. just that. My culture yeah. is good too, and I guess his pregnancy part. I'm just like, oh, huh. Like all of a sudden it got very like, oh, you're yeah, you're you're a whole lot yeah. of it's breaking down now. preconceptions of of yeah. race and and conflict in the first part, and right. then it goes into gender right. and, and in the second part. Um, and like no homo, bro. They become a lovely family. They they really <laughs> do become a lovely family. So so when when the the child is born, right. uh, Will has to kind of step up as the parent. Yes, because unfortunately, when you give birth, that is the end of your life cycle. I know well. it's no well, it's no. Not, no it's it's not, not, I think it was no. just for just because for Jerry because he was um in underwear planet and was injured it was so. yeah there was a lot going on that made yeah. the, the, oh, the yeah, child I thought that was they burned no, yeah, yeah because in he, the because end of the movie they explain how um 
uh, will the, the, they like what you're supposed to do is bring your offspring yes, to, right. the to the right. So, so Jerry fully yeah. intended to be a present figure in this child's uh-huh. life to to go before the council and recite the lineage, and then he's like, "All right, white boy, I ain't gonna make it. You gotta have to do you all this for all me." This shit, and yeah. it's it's really funny to me because like they they spend all this time discussing the differences between their cultures and their races, and all of a sudden. Will has to take care of this alien baby right. of which he has no idea how to right. take care of it. He doesn't right. know what to feed it. He doesn't right. know anything about the life cycle of Eventually, this species. Eventually, like, baby birds it or he, like, chews up yeah. something <laughs> and gives it, like, He a does what he can, right? Because, yeah, like, in my... If winning. I were in his situation, I don't know what I would do. With yeah. a human baby right now, I would have trouble. Right. You give me a Drac baby, drac baby I ain't got nothing to do. I have no concept of what to do mm-hmm. with that. But it, it's kind of nice because it kind of shows, like... Um, this whole strong their like friendship and bond yeah. became yeah. because he basically is his not, entire life is about that kid at that. It's about that kid, and it's not because of how Drax's culture is. He's not only entrusting his child to him. Yeah, he's entrusting him with like the legacy. history of his legacy, in, yeah. his entire lineage, yeah. which is like one of the most important parts of his yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as we talked like about... My, f- my favorite scene is when he asks him what his thing I was just is. Get, yeah, getting get, to that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say that um, we, we were talking about the this is being... Dennis Quaid becomes a Muslim. Um, mm-hmm. So he's learning about the, the religion. He's learning about the, the culture and all that. But when he when they start to talk about where each other comes from, literally the their, their parents and their parents' parents, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid is like... Think, I think my my mom was like she she used to be this, but then no 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 he says my mom used to be a waitress. He says my mom was a waitress. My, my dad was a computer maker. He fixes computers. He fixes computers. And then when he says like and before that yeah, and he's like oh my grandfather was a farmer. And I, th- I, think I think maybe my grandma was just a good. My cook. grandma could cook. Yeah. And and that's the that's the end of it. And it goes back to this idea of like, you know, certain cultures your your lineage is very much important to you right. and it's passed down through oral traditions of mm-hmm. you talking about who you came from and, and not forgetting that. That is always top of my mind. Like you look at um, Coco. I was just going to say. So yeah, <laughs> um, for, for, for uh, a cinematic reference uh, in the movie Coco where they have on the Enfrenda, is that what they called it? The thing that I don't want to like, say it wrong, but the thing where they had the different pictures of the the yeah, loved ones, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and just always keeping them within your memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jerry, he has that in spades, and he's just. And to be fair, it is kind of simpler because they just cycle, so you just have to remember like five names. Sure. Um, but uh, it's like he has a rich, involved culture, um, and now Will has to carry that forward right. with. The, the kid, kid yeah. um, what's the kid's name? Zamis. Zamis, that's his name. Uh, yeah, Zamis, who is the little baby boy, and thankfully he has a accelerated life cycle, so he grows up to be like. Yeah, he's five in like a day. He's five. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. So so like eventually he gets past the the raising the infant, and now he's like playing football and right. and and. Um, Teaching football. Meetup. But what was really heartbreaking about those scenes was like here's the kid who is like looking at his fingers and he's got three fingers. Why am I different different from you? And I was thinking to myself, man, what a mind fuck. Like you're being raised by this person. You're you're being raised by Dennis Quaid. You look at Dennis Quaid's face every day. That's the only face you've ever known. This is mom. This is bad. And then you get a look at your own reflection. That is completely different from what you know. And he starts to have this 
oh, there's this element of like self hatred where he despises his He's own like, differences. I want to grow up to be you. Like, yeah, I want to change like you. Yeah, and and like Dennis Quaid has to, he, he he has to do that whole thing of like teaching a child about racism. Right. And and right. the thing of the, you know that. Some people do not accept you just yes, because yes. of who you are, yes. but don't forget that you are beautiful. Right. And that's such a good message. Yeah. To, there's so many things in this movie that are just like breaking. I forgot how like good this, this is movie sweet. was. <laughs> like I, it is very <laughs> sweet and like sincere. When, when they started, I was just like, what kind of garbage Damon has been watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, knock off atheist piece of like. And you uh, have like when when and then, then it, like ten minutes in, I'm like. All right, good setup. They gotta get along. I just started getting better. And yeah, better. yeah. I was just the, so generally, they really do sell you on the connection because the performances are really good. Louis Gossett Jr. is doing the most through all that makeup. Like every he, time he spoke, yeah. Every time he did like those throat noises, I'm like, I guess he's doing a voice, and they are like ADRing, yeah, like throat noises. Uh, no, nope. he is just doing yeah. an incredible just voice the entire time. Yeah. And is doing all these like click clack alien noises with it. I am just I was so fucking impressed by this movie. It was it was interesting because like they start out by saying uh Will is like you know, in trying to come because the whole thing is like there's like a narration with Will recount right. all the things happened. Right. And Will is like um, in order to communicate, I had to take one or two phrases from the Drac language. Yes. And then he's like, and of course, Jerry had to learn some English as well. And then for the whole rest of the movie, right. Jerry is talking up a storm in English. Yes. You don't hear shit from Will. Mm. He doesn't say a single Drac word until maybe the very end when he has right. to communicate with the other Dracs that other are there. Yeah. But I mean, that's just because, you know, audience is watching in- English it. Movie. They let's, speak let's English. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's so good in it. Like, yeah. Louis, he, he kind of takes it away. Um, and he, he like sells the emotion of every scene that he's in. Um, I wanted to, so, so when, when they get to the closer to the end, uh, where what's his name has been born, uh, Zamis, um, you know, Will has to fulfill the promise of getting Zamis back to his home world. And Steven, you really said it because he's, he, it becomes his whole world and you do believe that this is. Yeah. His only mission in life. Yeah. There's a point where he Tell gets. There's a point where he gets back to the humans. Um. By the way, three years on this planet, Dennis Quaid don't shave once. He got like. He's looking the full cast. He got the full castaway going on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes. Yeah, so, so eventually he does see like a ship landing. Yeah. And he's like, and he has his he has his great reaction where he's just like, finally a ship. Oh fuck! They're gonna kill this kid. If right, it's humans. Yeah. So he's just like, you, you have to stay here. I'm gonna investigate this, right? Yeah. And he sees that it's basically just like a factory prison, right? And yeah. he's just like, oh fuck! So he starts to freak out. Well, they introduce that there's this element in this world where there's humans and then there's Drax and they're at war with each other. But there are also human scavengers yes. who go from planet to planet, right. strip it of all its resources it's, it's, to it's, just sell it. It's a it's a war industry. Right. right. Yeah. But and and so, but they take Drax on as slaves. Yes. Um. Which, yeah, I guess, know, I guess they're prisoners of war. And yeah, of war and the humans are just like, eh. Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. We don't like you taking up all the resources, but you know what? You're taking out some Drax on the way. It's fine. Um, so when he, so so the the ship that he finds early in the movie, and he sees like Drax skulls and everything, he's just like, mm-hmm. oh, bad bad vibes over here. Right. And then later on, another ship comes back, and he's he's trying to protect the kid. The kid, of course, is curious because he's just like, could this be other drugs? Yeah, or just no, no. The kid is like, I have lived in this cave my entire life. Yeah, I'm very curious about any new yeah. thing. Yeah. How how long do you think was Jerry's time there? Because I'm thinking it's three years fully. 
Yeah, I, Is think, it like, I think it was two years by themselves and then one year raising. One year raising. I, th- I was thinking like six months at, at least. But yeah, it could okay. be a year. Because yeah, okay. uh, I was just thinking like they two and a half years knowing each other, right. getting that bond together. Um, Damon, when the, when the scavengers came on the planet, did, yeah. you, did you clock? Um, oh, is there like, a familiar face? Um, oh, yes. The actor is called Brian James. Mm-hmm. He plays Stubbs, the main uh, bad guy. Let's call He him. did look familiar. Okay. You know where you know him from? Where? In Blade Runner, he's the first replicant they talked to in the interview. Uh, and he's, okay. also uh, he's also the general, the general from my favorite movie. Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Here's okay. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah. He did have a face that looked like, oh, yeah, I've seen you in some spaceship. I was like, that's Brian <laughs> James. This nigga's in three sci-fi masterpieces. Um, You're right. So, so, but, but like, so. The kid who plays Zamis. Mm-hmm. Looks like Ice Cube's other son. Ice, yes, he does. <laughs> he does look like him. <laughs> Yo, no, I did. I did look up the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He. So. So. The eventually the kid and and will get separated. Will get shot. Right. Um. This is a bit of plot convenience, but all of a sudden the humans find him on the planet after three years. Right. Um. No. I. I mean. You know. They. They. they so they're fighting around that general area. Yeah. So that's like a war field. So like you imagine. All right, so you, you're fighting this general area, you, like you, you, like maybe they have like scanners, and they're like, oh, this is some parts down there. Yeah, like maybe so the scavenger, so you think the scavenger yes. ship might have called their attention to. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, but he gets picked up, and he he like when he gets picked up by the humans, they're just like, oh, we thought this dude was dead, like right. we thought he was gone, right. and he's like, in his sleep state, he's he's putting out the the drac language yeah, and he's like, dreaming he's dreaming it in, dr- in, dr- in drac, right yeah. right and he's and they're just like mm, spy maybe could right. he have like, been well, yeah why is he learning drama yeah, yeah, yeah. He go native he did he go, go native, native yeah. Yeah, yeah um and i this the like there wasn't a doubt in my mind that when he woke up the first thing he was gonna do was go get the kid right. and that's exactly what he does and you can see like Damn, the, i have to say how jarring it was to go from like because this is filmed mainly in like morocco like moroccan deserts and stuff uh-huh to go from like ninety percent of the movie just being this like desert landscape, right, to just this the most sci-fi hallway of a ship, yeah, I just like whoa, <laughs> no, but but <laughs> that me right but, but it's not me. just that though. Like if you it, going back to when they were discussing their differences and their cultures and how his was very thin, right. you look at when he was presumed to be dead, yeah. and they had this just conveyor belt of dead, dead bodies, bodies yeah. and they were just like agnostic. Uh, and they just put him out into right. space oh this one was religious let's play some fucking music, music in the background him, yeah. nobody's really listening to this anyway right. and it's just very unceremonious yeah, it's, passing it's just, of life yeah, and it's just yeah. you're you're basically just trash we have to deal with right. but because you used As to be religious as a small gesture I guess we'll play we will, a little song and, and we'll, we will um, we'll pull the lever so that a wreath goes out in space right, with you right. this is your funeral right, right? and that's compared to how the the Drax yeah. interact with each other and how family and and culture is so important to them. It's just it was very much like uh, um, a juxtaposition against mm-hmm. that when they when you actually saw how humanity had developed. So yeah. like they start out by saying humanity solved all their differences, mm-hmm. and then you get to see a little bit of how that world is. It actually a, is yep. right. It's a very short part of the movie, yep. but it's very telling. The oh, little yeah. bit that you do see. Um, so yeah, he does like he breaks out. He takes a ship. I love where he's just like, "I'm taking the ship out. You gotta open this. You pod can open doors, these doors, or I can blow them away." What is the security system on this ship? Because this nigga just burst through the hallway. A guy is just like, "One hey, dude is like, hey man, you I can't let do you this. go." And he just pushes him out the way. No like space cops. Yeah, <laughs> but he just and then he's just ship. like, "Ah, let him leave. Let him be an asshole." Whatever. Yeah, 
But then he just takes a ship and then he just gallivants out. And then, you know, one other ship chases after him. But it seems as though if they didn't, he could have just gone with the ship. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was um, But uh, well, as, when he gets to the back to the planet, um, you know, she, he cleans his face up a little bit first. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. When, they, when, they t- when they wake him up, revive him after being shot, they're just like, oh, shave his nigga down. Let's right. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get that um, smooth Dennis Quaid face back into this audience. Yeah, but then he... This is... So I got a few qualms with it, with the movie. And this point, this is a point where it kind of was this most explicitly. But um, it is great when you got sci-fi that will address certain issues through allegory. The problem is that it also has that element of... um, That's hard up in the Two on the nose? Not that it's two on the nose. It's just that it perpetuates otherness. Yeah. So, So, yes, you're using aliens as an allegory for issues that affect human lives of a different race or a different mm-hmm. people. But you're going to cake them up in these things and give mm-hmm. them this weird-ass language mm-hmm. and, you know, make them feel that's alien. Not, that, that's how you did sci-fi back in the day. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not even back in the day because you look at uh, Guardians, right. right? You got Peter Quill, right. white dude, right. reddish hair, and you got Zoe Saldana and uh, Dave Bautista right. in also the movie. Playing <laughs> also playing drugs. Also playing drugs. Uh, good on you for making that joke two different podcasts. Thank you. Very well done. But yeah, so you got the two aliens played by people of color and they're caked up. They're yeah. either green or in right. Drax's case, he's gray with them. Gr- like, Gr- Groot is also technically a person of color. <laughs> <laughs> if you can tell me what Vin race Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel is. Vin is a person of colors. Colors, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Quick Vin Diesel tangent. Yeah. I was watching Save It Private Ryan. Okay. Dollar Night. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I wish that nigga would act again. Yeah. Like, like, he's, he's, he, has, he has the best death scene in Saving Private Ryan. In a film of death scenes, yeah. he kind of has the best death scene. And yeah. I'm like, nigga, I wish you would work with Spielberg and have him like, give you something <laughs> interesting with... to do. Oh, man. That'd be good if he could go back to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like just that sense of othering people through how you're depicting them on screen. And then you couple that with the fact that Dennis Quaid does have a whole white savior narrative oh, yeah. near the end of this movie because you do have where the Drax are... He leads the rebellion of the... the yeah, literally, he he does the inciting act which uh, motivates them to rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They really, like, after, like, 90 minutes of just, like, good character work between these... They really got, like, let's hurry this shit up and yeah, yeah, yeah. get action scene yeah. out of the way and wrap this movie right. up. Yeah. Right, it's because there's, there's hardly any action. Most of the action is just them protecting themselves against the, the environment of this planet, which, by the way, I want to say... Um, I say that for after. Yeah. Just, just remind me for the thing that I said I was gonna say. Sure. Right. Um. But yeah, it's just all. It's it's shooting. It's um surviving the the humans that are there, and humans are just bad guys at this point. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the nuance from earlier in the movie kind of goes away because it's yeah. like, okay, we've made our we're point. Right. Yeah, we're, we're Let's put it sh- into action up, here. Yeah. Um. There's this big hero, this big like diehard scene essentially where he yeah. has to be saving the kid from the the human scavengers. He's mm-hmm. going around beating them up. Um, and then it has a really sweet ending where Will fulfills his promise, mm-hmm. goes to the, the Drac planet, yeah. and he gets his name added to the lineage that Jerry was yeah. detailing to him. So he will forever live on as a part of this rich That's culture that he has earned a part of by devoting his life to saving Zamis. Mm-hmm. Really nice ending, really ties everything well together. And I assume from then there was this... Uh, this was like the path to peace between the two races, which is how it would 
be if this was like a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. Um, but the thing I wanted to say was, so originally this was supposed to be directed by um, Richard Lancrane, right? Um, which, if you don't know that name, he did the Richard III movie, which had Ian McKellen in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and a few other things. Apparently, it wasn't working out. Um, yeah, from what I understand is like he spent like seventy million dollars of the budget. Seventeen. Seventeen okay. million dollars of the budget. Yeah, and that was like thirty minutes of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the producer saw it, and they're like. What is this garbage? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so he had he had spent about nine million of an eighteen million dollar budget. He spent half the budget filming right, it. Right. Um, and the, this is from Wikipedia. One executive close to the production said it looked like Planet Earth. Yeah. So they're filming all this stuff. Right. And that's the thing. Watching the movie looks alien. It looks very. Looks mm-hmm. like a completely different place. Oh, yeah. But apparently, in the beginning stages, it was looking like Planet Earth. No, they're filming in Iceland. And, and it just looked like Iceland. It just looked like Iceland. Yeah. yeah. Um and. Eventually, they, uh, Fox actually changed its upper management, right. uh, Barry Diller and head of production, right. Lawrence Gordon, They're and like, they decided... Let's get, let's get a young whippersnapper by yeah. the name of Odd Future Wolfgang Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Wolfgang Peterson takes over, and... He of Air Force One, mm-hmm. Perfect Storm, Troy, uh, Bicentella Man, he's a, a, many a fucking good movie right. that you've seen. Yeah. But most important, I think, for this movie is he directed Neverending Story. That's true. And I don't know if yeah, you... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I was gonna say yeah. this movie reminded me a lot yeah, yeah, of yeah. Neverending yeah. Like, Especially, like, the um the swamp scene. The swamp scenes yeah. with, with yeah. The, the, the snake thing coming out to the pit and everything. Right. Yeah. Because in that movie, if anybody has seen it at a certain age... You were traumatized okay, when Artax when Artax was in the tar pit. That, that horse became some, a good little snack. Snack snack. Right. That horse got num num num. But that, but even outside, like like the the that whole thing of this place wants to get you. Yeah. I don't think I've seen depicted as well as this guy has done it right. because like in this movie and in Neverending Story, there's a certain point of it where um Atreus in in Neverending Story, it just feels like. Everywhere he steps, it will just be dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even those Germans really know, know how, how to incite terror from the <laughs> from, environment. from your environment. <laughs> I have another weird movie. That I I'm wondering if you if both of you have not seen. What? Um, have you seen um, Return to Oz? Oh yeah, with uh, Fariza Bach. Yeah, yeah, that fucked up. That that that's also had the same sort of like cinematic. No, never in his story is just like there are scary moments. Yeah. But you can watch it. Yeah. Never ending story is like nightmare fuel that you wait, start. Wait, wait. You said never ending ne- story twice. Huh? You said never ending story. Uh, 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 Return to Oz. Okay. Is to complete Oz. nightmare fuel. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite like movies from when I was, gee, I was I, a kid. Though. But like, I, so I I, I I like saw it on TV and I then <gasps> I tur- like turned it off. I couldn't couldn't even watch it. Yeah. But so 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 even in never ending story, like the. The wolf thing in that, which I forget the name of what the creature was. Oh, doggy was or the dog or the wolf in the in the in the forest. darkness with the green yeah, eyes yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that. The puppetry in that scene and the, yeah. the especially the, the the practical effects in that. And when I watched this and I saw that he was involved in Neverending Story, I was, I was like, oh, okay, this is yeah. this is the man who soft, was haunting soft, me. Soft. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's just soft. like, oh, I can do this. He's I just did this. Things, yeah. yeah. Um. But he he said that he was not a fan of what he called Star Wars science fiction, and he thought right. he would hate making the movie. Yeah. He thought it was just going to be like a shoot 'em up in outer space. He right. said he was very much impressed with the script. Um, yeah, he's not allegory. He's like, okay. Cool. Right. And he's just like, oh, you're doing something with this. Um, but they ended up, as you said, shooting it in parts of Morocco, um, uh, parts in in Munich, mm-hmm. um, Spanish Canary Islands. Like they they really went they out went on location. Yeah. Um, 
because of the delays and everything in and the changeover of the director, it went from an original eighteen million to forty million. To forty million, if yeah. you include the marketing costs, yeah. ended up making twelve point three million because somebody decided to put this out on December twentieth. I don't know who is going to see this in their Christmas holiday no, season. No. Um, but also, like, how do you market this thing? Yeah, <laughs> um, but in the years, if you look on the poster, it just ain't see enemy mine. Yeah. You think, and, and the, the poster is Dennis Quaid and, and uh, Davidge on Jerry staring at each other all like menacingly. So you're like, I guess this human, this alien is going to fight. Yeah. It does not allude to like, this is a story about your friendship. Actually. So the poster, the, the, the tagline says enemies because they were taught to be allies because they had to be brothers because they dared to be brothers in quotes. Because as Bam says, there's homoeroticism out of wazoo right. in this. Um, also, also, he's supposed to be black. Bro- yeah. Brothers. My, brother. You're my brother. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it has had a cult following since its initial release, right. um, which is probably from people like me who caught it on cable right. and were just like, what is this crazy weird thing? Again, I've never heard this film until you mentioned it yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is it? Uh, da, 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 da. The poster with two leads staring at each other was singled out for failing to convey the warmth of the Yay! story. Mm. Right. A marketing head at another stu- studio called it one of the worst of the year, really terrible. Uh, somebody, they called it the Dune of this year. Somebody did call it the Dune of the year. Yeah. Um, I like to pull out Ebert for, for these wrap-ups of old movies, but he said um, it made no compromises in its art direction, its special effects, and its performances, and then compromised everything yeah, else it was, inside, yeah. which is fair. Great quote. Uh, 2.5 out of 4 stars from Ebert there. Uh, uh, what was that last quote? Um, an executive was saying, like... Um, it doesn't matter how much. It doesn't matter how like what the original budget was. It wouldn't have made it back in the first place. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, there and the the score in the movie, I think, is really good. It's really good. It's, like it's a well made movie. It's for it's sure. it's classic sci fi. Wolfgang, you crushing it, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, if if nobody has uh, okay, before I do that wrap up, um. Who is we, the Pyacan? We, we, yeah, we got to tap on that door. Who is, your, who is your Pyacan? <clears throat> Joey. Joey. Joey the co-pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, the co-pilot. Too, Joey the co-pilot. Joey the co-pilot. Because oh, this is wow. a film yeah, of yeah. like three people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like it cannot be Dr- it cannot be Jerry, it cannot be. So you, you, you're, you're right. There's very slim and pickings. Yeah. But for me, it's Joey. Joey conveys so fucking much yeah. in his little five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So like they get they get like shot on in, they got shot in their ship, right? Their ship is crashing. They have a little like pre band. They have a little pre band. Yeah. Joey's like, yo, I'm dating this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems they're still like fat shaming in the future. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because David is like, oh, we, what do you call or, like the, the balloon or the balloon or something? He makes some like fat shaming joke. Yeah. There, right? He is like, uh, and he, he kind of like doesn't say anything until they crash. When, when, when they crash and they land the thing, his dying wish, he looks at David right in the face. He's like, hey, do me a favor. Don't call her the balloon anymore, and he's like, I want, I want, like, like, like it's his dying wish. He's like, I want to do it, I want to do it. They call her the white, white balloon, white balloon, right? right he's yeah. like, like, don't do that anymore. Yeah, he's like, also, don't make anybody else say it. His yeah. dying wish is for you, like, please show this. Woman you know some what? Respect. Yeah, it, but it's funny because and that's, that's his dying wish. Like, I was like, that is a great, and that, that's kind of the first like, bro, start showing empathy. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it sets the stage for his yeah. character to go from. You know, thinking of bigot. people, his, bigot, yeah. his, his bigotry where he thinks of people based on one thing that he perceives exactly. of them, but see beneath the surface and appreciate them for who they are. And yeah, yeah Joey does set him down I that path. I say that, I, I, it's like a little throwaway line yeah. where they say that 
where where um his character says, "Oh, I don't even know what a Drax looks like." Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, I kind of it's a good way of like setting up like their meeting. Mm-hmm. So he's like at first he sees this like very alien creature. Yeah. And they have Jerry like swimming and doing this sort of like yeah. ritualistic kind right. of movement and so yeah, like yeah. very alien and so. Yeah. And then it kind of as the movie goes on, they transition into like close, close friends. Yeah. Like, All right. So I, I, I appreciate, and I think like, listen, was this jo- Joey? Yeah. It's like he loses Joey, who obviously is like seems to be a close friend. Yeah. And then the only guy that's left. If jo- if Joey lived, this movie does not go on. It just yeah. killed. It just they kill just Jerry. kill him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They would just kill him, and then they would survive together. Yeah. Um. I hadn't considered Joey. Joey is a pretty strong choice. I was I was thinking Zamis just because he's the only other character that pops up. Right. Um. I think yeah. I'll go. I'll go with Joey. I liked the old Drac. The old Drac in the in the rebellion scene. That's a, oh, your uncle. Yeah, you are uncle, mm-hmm. and and but like he doesn't really do anything outside of just giving recognition to the other Drax. Right. Uh, yeah, All right, I'll go with Joey. Joey's, Joey can be the pie kind I of thought it was, um, I thought it was Brad Dourif. I from, thought Brad Dourif. The entire time we're like, yeah. Brad Dourif had like, to oh, have Oh, Brad Dourif, crushing it, bro. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you've just been in so many things, haven't uh, you? It's just basic white boy face. I'm yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like this was a joy for me to revisit. Um, I'm really they glad. Been pleasant surprise. I, I, yeah. I hope I hope you enjoyed Zach O'Gorman. Oh no, no. Because I'm just about to say like these, I, these two movie recommendations really worked out. Yeah, this this was just like we have expanded each other's minds a little bit. Yeah. Um, because watch, I'm glad that we did Psycho Gorman first because it would be hard for me to go from being sincere to being funny. Right. right. Um, so I'm glad that we did that first because I, you know, this really was just like. As I was rewatching it, I was like, uh, did I make a Because when I recommended it to you, as you can imagine, it's been like 15 years since I saw it. Okay. So I wasn't sure if it held up. Right. I wasn't sure. You if remember it, it was weird and that was the one. It was weird. That was a parameter. I thought if anything will make fun of this movie right. with Dennis Quaid yelling right. at an alien man. Yeah. F- five minutes in, I'm like, oh, you want us to watch some fucking. Right. Some <laughs> some trash that they, <laughs> so, they, yeah. they made to. Right. to um eat off of the Star Wars Star mania, Wars mania yeah, and yeah. just be like, oh, let's put out a sci-fi film. Right. But no, it actually has depth. No. Um, I think those things I mentioned as qualms, they're very much of the time. Yeah. But even what is in it, the level of commitment that they have to showing how they learn about each other is so dense and clearly informed by a sense of authenticity to really be like, we are going to create. There, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into creating the, 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 you know, inner workings of the Drax Master, and their history yeah. and everything. So they kind of earn everything that they do in the movie. Right. Um, and I just think it, yeah, it's, it's really sweet. It catches you off guard, yeah. and that's the best kind of sincerity that catches right. you when you don't expect it. Right. Um, you, said, you said you had something on to say. Oh no, that was about that was the, 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 the change of hands of the director and how it right, right, in right, budget right, and all that. Um, the. <laughs> The, the practical effects are really good. Yeah. The few moments where they use digital effects, it's really wonky. Right. So, like, there's a point where Dennis Quaid touches the ship and he's been shocked by lightning. And it's the kind of thing that if you spend five minutes on After Effects, you can right. get that effect. Right, right. Um, I'm trying to sort of my fuck ton to do nine days to five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, speaking of, of um, uh, early 70s, 80s, just after effects mm-hmm. um i found it's 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 the corny was what birthday today i believe it was yesterday I think? yesterday yeah. yeah and so i got a uh 
as as the internet as 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 movie Twitter is one to do, they start telling like little facts about things. Yep. And so Sigourney Weaver. Is this about her not wanting to shave? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the perfect way to end this entire episode. Um, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, she, she in Alien. There's a scene where she, she's in like her PJs and she come out of the crash sleep. Yeah. And she's in like these like white panties and like a tank top. Yeah. And she's just like you know like having a stretch and walking out. She did not want to shave her lovely pubis that she was rocking yeah. that day. And Ridley Scott, the director, is like, Sigourney, please fucking shave this. I believe the quote like, from her was, it's the 70s. It's, it's the 70s, right? And and, and Ridley must have, is just like, this is the 3070s in this movie. They'd have been shaving Bush by this time in the future. But Sigourney, you know, all, all natural girl, she mm-hmm. just want to shave it. So, so there was a bit of like pubis hair sticking up outside of the panty. And Ridley Scott is just like, we had to bring in some 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 special effects guy mm-hmm. and like frame by frame out to the thick of the pubes and like brush and like airbrush it out. It took weeks. Yeah. Anyway, that's mostly kind of No, that's that's but I mean where and especially for the budget that Alien would have had at that time yeah. with the creatures and everything yeah. to do that as well. But you know no, they spent all that shit giving HR Geigel money to design creatures. They were yeah. they were done after that. Yeah. Bro, we should do uh uh Alexander Jodorowsky's Dune episode. Okay. Because it's it you ever seen it? No, but I, I thought about it when I saw the the holographic cube in Psycho Gorman. Yes. I've seen okay. little clips cool, cool, of the cool. Dune, uh the, the original one and I thought this looks right. like trash. Okay. But sure. Yeah. No, no, okay, so 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 David Lynch ended up doing a Dune in, in the eighties, right? Bombed horribly because he was trying to adapt like five books in one in one one two hour movie, right? So four, whatever. Sorry, sorry, the Dune expert. Four books. Um, but before he did that, this this it this um Spanish director from the seventies called Alexander Jodorowsky, uh-huh. who's who's I'm 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 going to threaten you with some of his movies soon. Okay, he makes bonkers ass fucking movies. I like from bonkers the, from the seventies. Yep. I very much could have could have pitched you one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to do Dune back in the seventies. Yeah, and he got together this incredible team of artists mm-hmm. to do all the pre-production. Mm. And then when they got all the pre-production ready, he basically went to the studio. And he's a madman, by the way. Right. And end of the day, he's basically like, anyway, this movie's going to be like six hours and it's going to cost about $300 million mm-hmm. in 1970s terms. Mm-hmm. So they fucking laugh him out of the door, right? <laughs> right from the show. Right. But in his assembling all of these artists together... They all started coordinating, mm-hmm. and it spit off into Star Wars and Alien, and kind of birthed ah, modern sci-fi. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. All right. Well, yep. I really like this movie, and I'm glad to have shared it with you. And uh, I feel we are stronger uh, as a as, as a, a result of this exchange. Looking? Yeah. Duo. All right. Um, Stephen, any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts. Cool. Oh. All right. Well, disappeared. Well, said it all, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to continue on with our horror themed episodes. Uh, we're going to get even freakier. It's, we- not, it's, not, like, it's, not, it's not even horror this October. We'll, next next October, we'll do all scary movies. It's yeah. all just weird shit. This is just weird shit. It's yeah. weird It's weird a ween. Right. Yep. It's weird a ween. Weird a ween. So, yeah. So, next week, we got, uh, we got Pink Flamingos. We got folks. Pink Flamingos. Yeah. I've never seen it. Me, I've never time. seen Pink Flamingos. Really? I've never seen okay. Pink Flamingos. I've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Those are next two Yeah. So, um, if you like any of those, or if you've never seen them, you're gonna get some breakdowns of that from us. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Hope you enjoyed this. Hope you hope it.